to the NFT Happy Hour show. Before we start, please uh, give us a favor, uh, like and read with the space so we can get some more people because lately, you know, Twitter, X, whatever you call it now, is still playing with us. Some people don't get the notifications, so, you know, you will do us a favor. Here we have Yo, my amazing co-host. Yo, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Glad to see uh, our guest made it today. I'm, I kind of got him on short notice, so I'm happy we were able to slap this together because, as you know, this was one of the topics that we, we talked about like two months ago, and then we kind of left it hanging and said we would get back to it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it was indeed such an amazing space, but we have issues with twitter again as i said and we couldn't record the space so hopefully today you know we can have another amazing conversation and get into this topic i'm really excited to hear from our from our guests today but before we start yo you want to give a little intro while we get more people coming to the space yo can you hear me yo are you with us can someone please send me okay yo is dragging looks like uh, but the rest if you can give me some emojis so i know you can hear me still okay great because i was having issues with the space as well so it's good that you can hear me let's gonna wait a bit for Joe, if he can come back. But in the meantime, let me introduce the space to all of you guys. NFT Happy Hour, at its name says, obviously, it's all about to, you know, give you the most uh, information and education we can. We have been always trying to bring, like, different projects from different ecosystems because we truly believe that, you know, it's important to be as much educated as possible on what is going on around the crypto scene. I am, as you can imagine, guys in the audience that you already know me, I am Maria, uh, also in the speaker panel and everywhere. Uh, I am the founder and artist behind Women from Cosmos. Um, and, you know, Women from Cosmos uh, has been a really amazing journey for me. We've been live more than one year in the space. We've been exhibited in different NFT events. And now we're preparing our collection for Polygon. So pretty excited time ahead. Uh, looks like we have Joe back. Joe, are you with us now? 
<laughs> okay, well, enough about talking about myself. But basically, what we tend to do here is, as I am an artist, I tend to bring more questions related to the art aspect of the project. And they, yo, you could see that it's more like into the collector mindset, let's say. Yo, uh, please introduce yourself and let's get this show started. Sure, sure. And I didn't even properly introduce myself to the guest. Uh, what, what do you want us to call you? Talking to me? Yeah, because we're, we're not even on a first name basis. I just know you by the Twitter handle. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, you can just call me Eddie. Cool. Founder of Planet and Cyberpunks. Awesome. Okay, yeah, well, I'm Joe. I'm an NFT collector, content creator. I've, um, I've been making YouTube videos for about a year and a half. I actually started in the Cardano NFT space and then ended up branching out to I don't know. I'm in like, I've, I've NFTs on like 15 different blockchains and um, not a whale by any stretch, but just a kind of a curious customer and always looking for cool projects, especially those with some, you know, real world utility, whether it be gated access or something like what you're working on right now. So um, why don't you do this? Why don't you give us like a one minute rundown of the, um, the platypus as, as a collection, and then we can, I have a bunch of questions about the uh, about the the real estate, and I'm sure Maria's got a bunch of questions about the art, the artist, and and all that as well. Awesome, yeah. So, Platypus Cyberpunks as a collection, it's five thousand five hundred fifty-five uh, Platypus style NFTs, very cyberpunk-esque aesthetic to it. And what it is is uh, a platform, a, a membership uh, system. So, the whole point is to have perks, benefits, and utility applied to these NFTs so that they can be used in the real world. One of our first major milestones is going to be real estate investing. Um, what this allows us to do is to not only create a foundation or a business that can generate revenue, but also allow people to get into things that they couldn't normally afford or even feasibly, you know, get into, you know, with the way that real estate is today. So overexpensive, everything is just probably, you know, I come from, from Massachusetts. Uh, I moved down to the Atlanta area, which is our target location. But even then, uh, the prices of the, for the certain things that are in this area are so astronomically out proportion to what they should be. I remember before I left uh, the Northeast, one of the properties that was out there was like a shed or like a storage room that was um, on the same property, some other building. And they just re renovated it by giving it a new roof. Um, some new tiles, some painted walls, and then they called it a single studio apartment. And I thought that was hilarious, but they ended up selling it for $600,000. So it's some crazy scenarios that we're living in today. And I think what we're going to start seeing into the future is just people are still going to want to invest in real estate. It's still going to be part of everyone's portfolio, their dream, and, and trying to get in, into this kind of uh, financial asset, but it's just not feasible. And giving people an entry into that um, is really what one of our main goals is. And Platypus Cyberpunks is one of the ways that we're going to give people that ability to partake into that journey. Got it. Yeah. And, and I'm in the Northeast also, you know, real estate's out of control over here. Um, you know, in the neighborhood where I live, you know, typical um, New York suburb house is probably like in the 800,000s, probably higher if you want to move into something that doesn't need any work. And on top of that, the taxes are out of control. But I think you're right. People, people, a lot, a lot of the younger generation, in commodities maybe not even that interested in in stocks but real estate's a hard asset and even if you could afford to buy real estate somewhere now you're exposed to that one market with probably a, almost all of your net worth right in one specific market one specific property at least with 
a project like what you're what you're spearheading here, you could accumulate property slowly, just like you would, you know, accumulate stocks or something like that. And you could spread your risk out and your upside out to all these different markets, even if there's a market that you never visited in your life and know nothing about. Right. So I think that there's definitely an advantage here. By the way, I just want to shout out some of the projects in the, um, we have a lot of creators in the space, which is usually what happens. So, um, we got, um, Wolfman and Jacob down below, you guys are sponsoring my conference NFT Nashville. So I appreciate that. Homestead is closely tied into a bunch of projects. I see, uh, an ape society, PFP down there. That's the that's a mega collection on uh, several collections on Cardano as well. So um, just want to shout out some people, Amanda, Stacy, and of course Terra Space is always popping into to these. So definitely appreciate you guys. So um, so yeah, I don't know, uh, Maria, you want to you want to start with the easy questions, and I'll start. I'll go into the difficult ones in, a little course. later. Of course, right, of right. course. But first of all, let's me shout out to Women from Cosmos. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, we have to always, let, we always have to let the guests know. <laughs> we, we always have to let the guests know that uh, Maria was a uh, an artist whose work was featured in um, one of the big satellite events at NFT NYC and the main event NFT NYC, as well as some other um, NFT focused conferences um, outside the U.S. So uh, we have to always let our uh, our guests know about that if they're not. Familiar yeah, was, with, the, with the ecosystem. I was teasing. I was teasing. I was like, well, he's gonna mention everyone. Um, so yeah, first of all, let me tell you, yes, because you know, talking about the art aspect, I love it so much. I love everything, you know, related to cyberpunk and just the color you guys using in your collection. They are just, you know, like popping a lot and I love that I would love to see like why you choose and here you will excuse me because I'm I'm having issues to pronounce that like platypus platypus Um, yeah platypus platypus amazing thank you so much I'm from Spain by the way so I was like hmm how I do this so why you choose them um if if was like any inspiration behind it to make it like the main character of your collection. So the reason for platypus was mostly uh, at first it was just like, okay, what animal hasn't been done yet? And mostly finding because because uh, we thought it was kind of funny in in some aspects. You know, it was mostly jokes that we were doing early on. But I I always liked uh, being able to do like anagrams or or some sort of like clever wordage or name naming scheme. So, like, I'm a fan of rooster teeth, and the reason they have rooster teeth is because they wanted to call it cockbite, because that's a euphemism, right? You know, it's for something that, that'll, that'll snap at you or it's catchy. And it's, um, it's one of those things where it's like, well, platypuses are weird animals and creatures of God, right? It's like a thousand things mixed together that nobody thought was real. And then you have blockchain, which is science and, you know, the new future of money and, and, and all that crypto kind of stuff. So that's that's the cyberpunk. So putting them together is really just calling it weird science. I love so much that answer. Yeah, I love it. I think it was really clever because, as you say, like we probably have seen, I don't know how many apes, how many, I don't know, cats, dogs, everything. But I'm pretty sure it was the first one that I see with platypus. <laughs> so, yeah. yo, please help me. <laughs> no, joking. Egg yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you guys definitely picked a good animal. It's, it's, I'm a science teacher and I like to teach about, uh, 
you know, just weird, weird animals. And I think platypus has to be uh, maybe like in the top three weirdest animals because they're the, they're, um, they lay eggs and they're mammals. It's just weird, but they look like birds. It's just uh, very interesting. There's only two, two species that actually do that. Right. So you guys picked a good one. Definitely overkill. I sometimes avoid ape projects because I'm like, I have so many apes in my wallet, but these are, these are, these are cool. If people want to check it out, I'll definitely put links down below to the marketplace. It's cnft.tools. It's a really nice marketplace. If you've never checked out any NFTs on Cardano, you could sort and check out all the art. Um, I guess my, my first question, I did go through your documents and I DM'd and said, oh, thank you for making your documents so concise because you do have a complicated project, but it's not like I have to read a 58 page white paper when the Bitcoin white paper is only like seven pages, right? So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was just wondering if you could explain what the Whimsy platform is as it relates to the token. Yeah, so Whimsy platform um, or uh, whimsy.co, we have the website uh, set up. Uh, Whimsy is the real estate investment platform. So what we do is we establish a platform that tokenizes real estate. We take care of everything from uh, finding the property. Uh, luckily for us, we have some great partners uh, through House Canary. I also have some local partners here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, one of our start locations or start cities and states uh, here in the United States that gets us access to a lot of off-market deals. So I'm able to take those properties, list them onto Whimsy, and then up to you based on your, your research, your due diligence, you can research the property, how much it'll cost, how much that, that return on that money would be based upon whatever you're going to invest or purchase from that property. And you can make your own decisions on what you want to invest in. And from there, what we would do is we'll sell you the share of that property that you want to purchase. And from your ownership of that share, you can earn monthly income, you can do depreciation or appreciation or sell your, uh, your holdings directly there on the platform. Uh, so you'll be able to handle everything from buying, selling, holding, uh, and even taking some really cool tax incentives off of uh, any sort of investment. Just like any other form of investment, you are, you know, up to your own risk, up to your own, uh, uh, I guess, your your comfort and how much you're able to buy or how much you're willing to uh, release into the market. But that's what Whimsy is all about, is giving people the ability to invest in real estate that they normally couldn't have for as little as $100. And this is going to be on-chain, this piece of it, or off-chain? Oh, this whole thing is on-chain. Um, that's part of our policy and our entire business model is to keep things 100% transparent from being able to purchase the tokens. Uh, there is a level of KYC. We are a United States uh, registered business out of Delaware. So we do have to follow um, a lot of the guidelines, not only from a statewide guideline, but also the federal through the SEC and fundraising guidelines where you're following regulation A plus. Um, well, regulation A tier one specifically. Um, and what that allows is for those who are non-accredited to make investments into things like that are considered securities. Um, but as long as we follow these guidelines, we'll be able to uh, market the platform, uh, take on investments and give people an opportunity since we are just a facilitator of the opportunity and you are the 100% owner of that opportunity. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, Whimsy doesn't want to hold any of the assets. We don't want to create any sort of fraud or any sort of um, manipulation of markets. We will never own any of the tokens. This will always be a facilitation and we will always uh, put the information of that property, the information of previous sales, um, any sort of changes, updates or so forth will be done on the platform and made very clear to everyone before you purchase anything. 
Cool. That's good to know. It, it, the, the way you explain it, it, it's a lot easier to imagine than just kind of stumbling upon, you know, a website or God forbid, a discord link and a bunch of, you know, half-baked conversations in discord. So appreciate that. Yes, you can see Joe really hates this curve. But now that we're talking about the WMC platform, I would love you to explain like how the staking works, how holders and the Venom token. It is the Venom token separate from uh, WMC platform, like how they come together. Yeah, so for Whimsy specifically, also I put a, a our first commercial that I had uh, commissioned is all set and ready to go. I put at the top as a link if anybody wants to see it real quickly. Gives a great a great three step uh, of what the process is like. Um, but the way that the staking works, uh, we actually separated the Platypus Cyberpunks from the business entity of Whimsy. This allows us to operate in different capacities because uh, I think some of you have may have figured out uh, VCs are old school traditional mindsets who don't really give a shit about NFTs. The moment they hear NFTs, they run. The moment they say, hey, we have an ape project or we have animal JPEGs, uh, people are like, I don't care. I'm not going to talk to these people. But if you were saying, hey, we have a, a platform, it's called Whimsy, and we do real estate investing through fractionalizing the asset. That is a much different conversation. And being able to do that and have that business and run that the way it is, we can talk to VCs, we can talk to private investors, we can talk to those who are in real estate who invest regularly, and it's a much more professional, more adult conversation. And I'm not saying that these NFT projects can't be an adult conversation or they can't be um, a mature kind of product, but it's just too soon to say, hey, we started as an NFT project and now we're looking for like a million dollars in investment, right? It's it's not something that we've seen any crazy successes with beyond what Board API Club. And even then, it's kind of iffy if the, the video game thing's gonna work out, right? So there's a lot of things that, you know, we're seeing a lot of negativity towards NFTs. So we, we got to find a way to make sure that we can be successful and still have an NFT project that's attached to that so we can have a good uh, use case, but also a good story. And with platypuses, with the Venom staking specifically, I wanted to make it, I, I come from like, like oh man, I'm going to date myself a bit. I think I'm at, I'm at 20 years or maybe 21 years at this point of like corporate business uh, uh, <laughs> career experience. So a lot of the stuff that I work on is, is, a lot based on like money and, and sales and how business operates. You know, you have to have cash flow in, cash flow out. You got to make more, you got to keep more than you spend. And I thought about that as a full ecosystem of like, what does an economy look like from staking that could be attached to business uh, that could be uh, uh, supported by um, a structure that could continuously flow. So when I thought of that, I was like, well, if we are going to create a system that could stake forever, what would that need? What what kind of uh, pillars will we have to put in place? So with the NFTs, you could now, what we're going to be releasing next week, love this question because next week's going to be a very awesome week. Not only are we going to launch the staking platform, we are also going to be at NFT XLV. So I hope to see some of you there. We are, uh, Whimsy is one of the gold sponsors for that event. And with the staking platform, with the NFTs, we'll be able to stake them each individually, every platypus is able to generate venom. If you haven't noticed, a lot of these things are not euphemisms. They're direct one-to-ones with the, the literal creature. <laughs> uh, the male platypus actually does have venom and it has a back uh, fang or, uh, yeah, it's a fang on the back legs that it can jab you with. So it does actually produce venom. So all these platypuses can generate venom. Each individually, they all start out with 1350 or 1350 venom tokens. 
and they generate them on their own. So every NFT can over time accumulate Venom tokens. And if you were to sell it before the, the claim window is open, you know, you've sold your NFT, but also all your, the rights to your Venom tokens. So be very careful. Um, but as you're staking these NFTs, the way that we are doing it is very similar to real estate. You make your money on the first of every month. Every landlord knows this. Maybe you got five to seven business days, you know, for transactions and banking and, and for the money to go through. But every 30 days or every six Cardano epochs, you're generating the entire calculation of your NFTs, uh, sorry, of your Venom token accumulation. And for this first year, the first NISO, it's going to be divided into two phases. NISO meaning NFT initial stake offering. So as you're staking your NFTs for the first 180 days, the first phase, you'll be generating more Venom than you normally would. And then after that 180 days, we're going to give you all about a two-week turnaround or a two-week window to claim those Venom tokens. The best part about this is that there's already a liquidity pool on MinSwap. You can cash out if you want to. You could sit there and wait and accumulate. And if you take them and claim them and hold them in your wallet, they'll be added to your multiplier for the next phase, as well as any ADA that you hold into that wallet. Allowing you to carry them over to phase two, we'll take away the claim button again, another 180 days, and by the end of it, you'll be able to claim, and then we're gonna switch over to a different uh, schedule, which will be every 30 days. But for the, for the first full year, we're looking at a full NISO of really getting the emissions out there, getting these tokens to everybody as much as possible. I don't believe in selling tokens. I think that if you can build a system that's um, that the structure is based upon another uh, uh, successful cash flow, that this will take care of itself. So this is where our way of just releasing as many tokens to everybody as possible without having to charge anybody for them. That's great. And actually, I think it's really clever what you mentioned that you wanted to separate that. I completely agree with you, even though we are, you know, like really deep into Web3 and NFTs. It's really tough to go, you know, to Web2 companies trying to find investors and how do you pitch to them, right? Because they will start to look at you like, yeah, okay, no, not interesting. So I really love this. I'm sure that Joe wants to to comment on this as well because we got like really nice information here. Yeah, I mean, unless unless the NFT collection is strictly art based PFP, you know, something like that, um, a lot of the a lot of the projects depend on a complete mint out immediately in order to fund a roadmap that hasn't even begun yet. So the way that you're doing it, where the NFTs are just a component it's like a facilitator in the overall big picture of the business i think it's smart i think you would attract more interested parties especially those who just don't care about never mind nfts some people some investors just don't even care about crypto that much right even if they want to dabble in bitcoin or something on centralized exchanges at least you're not shutting them out we could see that the um not only the NFT crowd, but just the liquidity in general is so volatile. You don't want your um, you don't want your business to be kind of at the mercy of the markets. You know, one one black swan event, and all of a sudden we have two years of zero next to zero interest in um in in any kind of token if it's not Bitcoin or Ethereum. So I think I think the approach is good, and you're using NFTs for what they're good at, and that's um you know representing something whether it be on chain off chain doesn't matter but each nft is unique the holder can be the holders can be identified by their nfts um and obviously the character the pfp component is kind of like a uh just kind of like a fun little extra that you get 
to this is how this is how i see them these are your costco membership cards they get you access to discounts they get you access to new products they get you access to things earlier than others you get little heads up that there's a new product coming that's pretty much what it is because at the end of the day the SEC is not going to go after a membership card. They're not going to go after some perks that you get a little like 5% off gas or something like they don't care. That's just a solution and a way to get people involved. The, the actual business, which is Costco itself. I'm not giving you shares of the business because you have a membership card. You're not getting any sort of special access to, you know, new business initiatives like, Hey, we're opening a store over in Japan or something. Right? So it's not, it's not um, directly associated to the business in that way. And that is by design because we can't do that. And I don't, I know a lot of you don't want to get <laughs> a, a, a subpoena to court because you happen to hold an NFT. Um, so, but the, the one thing that you did bring up, that's actually a, a very key piece here is the way that we're going about it. Uh, Whimsy specifically. Yes, it is built on Cardano. It'll be on chain, but we will not be locked into just Cardano. Uh, we actually have an account with Plaid, and that will be uh, a, a component of our, our, our business, a functional use case of being able to use your bank account, being able to put in USD, and being able to purchase these shares from there. Um, the reason being is traditional investors is who we're going to market to. Uh, crypto, NFTs, it's, it's cool, hip, it's fun, but people who have money are old and out of loop and they're not fun anymore, uh, generally. <laughs> I know some fun old people, but it, it, the point is, is just like no one looks at NFTs and goes, I'm going to put my money into that generally. Like what you're looking at is people who say, oh, blockchain, no, right. right? So the way that we're going about it is we're using Cardano as a, an extension of Stripe or we're using it like Trustly or some, you know, like Braintree financing. It's just a functionality that we're adding to the platform. If you want to use your personal wallet, you can. You want to use ADA? You can. You want to use Venom? I hope you do because it'll be used, you'll be able to buy shares of properties with Venom on the platform, right? That's one use case that we're adding on to it. And, and you'll be able to use that in the ecosystem. But also, if you have no interest in crypto, you can, you, you can use USD. But over time, I'm hoping that we can educate people, give people better options, better solutions, simplicities, right? Or benefits like, hey, if you use crypto, because of the way the law is written, you don't have to report taxes until you sell it. Or if you accept your return in ADA, it's, you're not a business. So you're not having to report it as, as a general business income. You may have to report it as uh, income in general, like what you normally would with any other thing, but it's an asset. It's not money in the eyes of the U.S. law, right? So it would be a like kind. It's very different. You can depreciate that asset as well too, right? So there's tax advantages. There's lots of ways that we can really give people the benefits, show them that there's another way and show them, hey, this might be more beneficial and slowly on-ramp them without having to you know, put them through the whole gambit of, hey, find a wallet. And then they got to talk to people like, which is the best wallet? Which one's the easiest to use? And then walking, through, walking them through setting it up and then trying to coach them through why their EUTXOs are running out and they can't send anything. So it, it's a slow transition. And as we bring people on board more and more through marketing to traditional investors, to Web2, to individuals who like real estate, and they didn't really think about crypto, it'll make the transition much easier. We can onboard more people and it'll become much easier in the long term. So when that switch does happen, it's not that big of a deal.
Yeah, I can tell you what the best wallet would have been if the catalyst voting would have turned out in a common sense way. I see a lot of uh, a lot of eight PFPs down there. I'm sure I, I listened to this space the other day, but uh, for people that are in the Cosmos ecosystem, we're all too familiar with um, you know blockchain voting, proof of stake governance, and all that. It's it's a, a lot of times it just it just really doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a big country club, and if you're not a whale or affiliated with a whale, you have a big problem. But for people in Cosmos, just so you know, Cardano is going through the uh, the oh shit uh, crypto governance is not so good if uh, you're not in the in crowd. So um, one of the major builders was going to put out a a nice wallet, and Cardano doesn't really have. I mean, I haven't seen any really convenient wallets but it'd be nice if you're dealing with a serious project like yours and you have an actual wallet that's easy to use and catered toward people that maybe you could onboard you know from the the brick and mortar real estate world onto cardano because the wallet is so good because the whimsy platform is so easy to use and all that so this is the only thing i'll say to that because anything more it's it's a religious battle and i don't want to get into politics or whose god is better than mine um but this is the point that I will make. Yes, there are some issues with the catalyst. I'm not going to pretend that there isn't. I'm not going to pretend that, you know, the system isn't built to be uh, abused in some way. But the piece that I will point out is that when you build something and you make a lot of money, money tends to attract people who can provide change. So I'm hopeful. I'm not really hopeful. I, I know the numbers. We're going to do really well. but. Um, as we go into the direction of being able to be a successful business and we generate enough revenue, I don't see us needing Catalyst Fund ever in the future. Us personally, here with Whimsy, with Platypus Cyberpunks. Um, and by just saying that is, uh, I think, enough to make people realize what, what I'm actually trying to say. Well, I think I think I catch what you're what you're throwing my way or our way. So that I mean, that's good. I mean, you guys are basically a private entity anyway. So there should be a, let's say, strong um, basis of support. Right. Before you even get a huge idea off the ground. That and it's easier to get people to join you when you're already making money. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, um, I have a question actually about just to shift gears, hope it's okay about how you actually will research the market, you know, the, the, the different markets, how you'll decide on the ideal types of properties. Maybe some types are better for fractionizing versus others. What's going to go into that process. So that process right now is going to be strictly residential. There has been a, a really big push from people asking me about, you know, uh, corporate uh, real estate, asking me about all these other areas that I would love to pursue, but I don't have all the money in the world. I'm not BlackRock. I think uh, one day we would be able to function as if we were BlackRock with having enough individuals who have that kind of money that they can then invest and in, in essentially join in. The whole point is to decentralize uh, real estate investing as a whole. Um, there is no reason that we can't, as a collective um, community, from any blockchain, I don't care if it's Cardano or Polygon or whoever, it doesn't, none of that matters. The fact that we all have our own wallets, that we all self-custody, we can be our own banks, we can be our own lending lenders. We don't need banks. The technology's there, we can automate just about anything. 
Uh, the only thing I think we're going to need to figure out automating is authenticating ownership, but eventually that'll get automated too. Uh, and the point that I'm getting at is that's that's the direction we, where we're headed. So with the way that things are being um, currently reviewed for markets, we're looking at things um, that'll make the platform, but also individuals on the platform successful. Nothing breeds uh, good marketing or good use case or like ramping up volume than people making money. Uh, I'm not promising any gains. I'm not promising any profit right now. What I'm saying is if a, if a location looks to be um, in a good light or it looks like there's a lot of uh, investment in that area. So one example that I'll give you is Hapeville, Georgia. Didn't think much of it, but then I started doing some research. That location, the county is looking at investing into itself. So it's beautifying, it's simplifying some of the roads, it's adding new exits to highways and entrances and off-ramps. It's also partnered up and as it has approved a lot of permits for multi-unit um, uh, developments, as well as more plazas that are alongside that highway that's off of the first, I think off of 85, I think it was, or two, no, 251. So now there's going to be more plazas with businesses in them that now have another postal office, they have another grocery store, they have more being built. So you're seeing a lot of developments in a location that normally didn't have a lot. I think the only grocery store or some sort of supermarket thing was Walmart, but now there's more being added. There's bigger things being invested in. There's other uh, places to live being uh, built alongside the places that I was already looking at in Hapeville. So it looks like there's a lot of development. Also, places like in uh, Smyrna or in um, or like Buckhead, those are like normally very expensive areas, but they're putting more and more um, investment there. There's also a brand new baseball stadium being added in Georgia. Uh, that's already been completed, and there's a lot of stuff being built around it, like apartment complexes, uh, shopping centers, and so forth. So when you start looking at these locations, you're looking for not today, you're looking for five years down the road. What is going to be done? What is already scheduled? What permits have been created? So I'm, the data that I'm looking at isn't even on the street yet. I'm looking at paperwork. I'm looking at what's been submitted and approved for. I'm looking at start dates for different things. And then when you drive around, you can do the old school way of doing things. When you drive around, you want to see what's on the market, how long it's been on the market. So when, when I'm looking at different areas, I picked Atlanta, Georgia on purpose um, as the first location because I saw a lot being put into it. But I also saw a lot of the negatives. So a lot of, if you look to the white paper, the acquisition strategy is also based upon my research for Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and the, uh, it only feels better because the more information that comes out now, the more that I'm right. But it's also bad that I'm right because we're going to see a downturn. Um, we have seen, what, like 27,000 more um, evictions uh, because people just can't afford rent, right? Because people purchase properties too expensive. And when you buy too expensive and you're on a mortgage... That, you know, it's a, it's a domino effect. It, everything affects the thing going up or going down. So if you have a tenant who's okay with paying 800 a month, but then the, the landlord sells that property to somebody else for double, well, you, generally, you've just doubled the rent because the mortgage is now too expensive. So that's why you're seeing people say, oh, I, my rent went up 500 700 almost $1,000 um, every month. So people are not able to pay or they get evicted or they have to move. And that's what we're seeing right now because Atlanta, Georgia had a total of 72% of 
of property owned was owned by investors all through the last three years. That uptick only shows me that we're going to see everything fall apart soon because Atlanta, Georgia's average uh, salary is, I think, 86000 87000 a year. And some of these rents are asking for people who make 100 to 120 a year. Uh, so it's just only a matter of time where people are either choosing, do I buy food or do I pay rent? And when that comes around, you're going to see a lot more evictions. You're going to see people uh, being um, shifted and having to move to different locations. So right now, you're just seeing the individual being affected. But in the next coming few, I must say probably next year or the end of this year, you're probably going to see a lot of people having to have to sell property because they can't make their monthly payments because they can't um, take on any more debt. So I'm looking at things like that. And there's also some locations that are um, on our radar that, you know, my community puts into, in front of me. Uh, I love getting DMs on the side going, hey, I'm selling this property or, hey, I see this property down the street. I know the guy. I'll put you in contact with him. Tell me about a property or a good deal. I think somebody told me about some property in Oklahoma and it was like a 12 unit complex. I was like, yes, give me his number. Let's figure this out. Like, I love those kind of conversations, but I also want the community to do that for each other. As we get more accustomed to real estate, as, as all of you get a little bit more educated on how to look at an opportunity and say, this is a good uh, thing and I want to go about it, talk to each other. Maybe personally, you want to go and invest in it, or maybe it's something you want to get the community together and maybe we all proposal together and, and we have it listed on the platform. This is um, not only just me by myself, but also all of us together. And that's the whole goal is to get us all together to look at the market, see what's the best option. Um, but personally, yes, I'm looking for the downfall. I'm looking for places where you had a lot of maybe Airbnbs who aren't doing so good because maybe it's not a good area. Maybe some people who bought property a little too expensive at the end of 2022. You know, so I'm looking at a lot of places where I'm going to, I'm going to, essentially rescue people from their mistake. And, and that's where I'm, that's where a lot of my uh, investment look, look forward ahead is going to look like. Sorry, very big, very big question I had to answer. No, it, it's interesting because I have, I have a rental property in Florida and like, I kind of got lucky because I, I got in in 2014. And the main thing I was concerned about was, you know, if my tenant doesn't pay rent, um, what's going to happen, right? And Florida happens to have very, you know, landlord owner friendly laws surrounding that. But it's interesting that you guys have so many other kind of me metrics to look into besides something, you know, as simple as what if I don't get my rent? So no, that, that was, that was some good insights. Dad. I appreciate that. Also just an insight for you um, or anybody here who's also a landlord, get in while you can, there is an insurance. I got to look up the name. I can't remember. I know it's starting in California and they, they grew a little bit. Um, it's an insurance that you can pay for as a landlord. I think it's like three, 400 bucks a month. It's kind of worth it. It does dig into your profits a bit, but if your property is big enough, it, it makes sense. Um, if the tenant can't pay rent, you can actually claim it's landlord rent essentially. Um, and you can claim up to a certain percentage of the rent um, that they, that they don't pay after but you have to prove that you evicted them and you replaced the tenant. But there, there is an insurance for that that you can, um, that you can get. It's a little bit of a process to set up because it's not only your background, but it's also the background that you did on the tenant. Um, but just just uh, food for thought. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Thanks. 
Yeah, really great information. Drop it here in the space, guys. So I, I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned several times education. I, I completely agree with you, right? Like, as I said, like we're used to all these different steps to get your wallet and so on. And I saw, I was checking your website and your document, and I seen your roadmap education. And I would love you to elaborate that. Like, what are you doing, guys, in order to educate your community uh, in which areas, which obviously we can imagine is going to be real estate, but I wanted to, uh, you to explain that to us. Uh, explain the education part of the roadmap. Is that what you mean? Yes. Ah, yeah. So part of the part of the whimsy platform is going to have a learn section where it's articles that you can just kind of search and find. Uh, we're also going to be putting out a lot more content around that. Uh, so, you know, it's part of content marketing, but it's also education. You know, what does um, a certain legal entity mean? How do you establish a legal entity? How do you, um, you know, how do you file a K-1 form? How do you report that with your taxes? Stuff like that. So we're going to make sure that there's a lot of educational information for how to use the platform the different parts of the platform that can be explained more clearly. And then added on top of that, we have a YouTube channel that we're going to start putting out some content on as we uh, list properties, as we break down different topics, um, because a lot of this is going to be really important because a lot of the people who we're targeting in this market are those who want to get into real estate. Not that they're some big institution, right? Where these are for the, for the little guy, the, in, the individual. Yeah, we, we sell shares for as, as low as 100 bucks, right? So th this is going to have to be something where we really break things down in a much more ingestible way. So a lot of the stuff that I've been doing recently, I know I have been letting off steam a little bit, but in Discord, we do have a real estate section where I go over market data, I post charts, and I explain a little bit about what I'm looking at in the current market and how things are going. Uh, I've been kind of lackluster on that, and that that's on me, but... And there's a lot of stuff happening and I'm just one individual, right? You know, from selling out to whimsy, launching the staking, getting things going. Um, but we will be ramping that up a little bit more as time goes on. As the moment that whimsy goes live, I won't have to worry about that as much. And I can refocus a lot of my attention on getting more content out there. Uh, what I would love to do is get the community involved and see if I know we already have a lot of people who do like Joey, like yourself, who have real estate, who are doing it today. And I think the community sharing information with each other is also going to be very beneficial uh, going forward. So it, there's going to be a good deal of stuff that we're going to be working on, on, on getting more and more content that people can easily ingest, understand basic topics um, and be able to execute in just, you know, their own personal lives. I think with a project like this, especially with the, you know, the long-term thinking, you'll attract more like-minded people to the project, right? You'll also attract more people that are interested in real estate in the first place. And the best projects are the projects where the community doesn't need to be told to get involved. They just pick something up and, and, and run with it, whether it be, you know, putting out their own educational content, recruiting more like-minded, you know, what would be nft holders slash um, community members or just researching properties right you're gonna you're gonna attract people that are property managers that are landlords and, and or people that have been researching the hell out of different markets and they realize like oh i can't really afford to put down 30 percent on a property right now but i could definitely afford to you know pick up fractionized uh, tokens representing a couple of different properties. So I think you'll, you'll get that. And I like the, the 180. If you tell a typical NFT 
minter flipper collector okay so this is going to be 180 days and then there's going to be a two-week window then another 180 days they're they're going to be they're going to be gone right they're, they're, those are probably not the people you want in a project like this in the first place right like you have a serious project and what you don't want is the people that are just going to flip your nfts or you know degen your your and speculate on your fungible token to, to have a huge percentage of the overall um, market cap, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no! Wait, was that was that a question you wanted me to answer? No, yeah, actually, I, I, I was just curious if you if you agreed with that with that assessment. No, I hundred percent agree with that. Um, that's it's, uh, it's exactly the direction, and that's part of you know like the secret reason why I have one hundred and eighty days as the first window to claim, because uh, there's going to be those people who sat there for one hundred and eighty days ago and. I don't want this anymore. I want to get out of it or I want to do this or that. That's called paper handing. Um, but if you know you did your research, you understand how the platform structure, how it's going to circulate and how whimsy is just the first step into other cash flows, holding is the best option you got. Um, but you know that not everybody can do it. Not everybody's an investor. Some people just want to buy flip and move on. But you know, that's it's designed in that way. Uh to reward the people who are here for the long term. And to give people a way out, but hey, you're not going to get much on your way out. And I've noticed you guys have been around for a little less than a year. Is that right? You guys minted off in the beginning of this year, end of last year, and you're still holding a pretty decent floor price. So it seems like you you maybe got rid of some paper hands and you've got a, a decent base of holders right now, even though the market's kind of slow and just volume is dwindling. Oh, yeah. No, we've been around for, uh, oh, is this a. Uh... When did I start? So it's 2020. So we've been building and preparing for this this moment uh, for almost two years. Uh, oh, so I, I just meant the NFT collection. Sorry, not not your oh, whole. Oh yes, it was uh, the NFT collection launched in February. We had a six month uh, moment <laughs> of trying to sell out, um, and then uh, yeah, is it? I think uh, I think this would be like month nine of us being alive. Or oh, sorry, no. Uh, month seven of being alive as an nft project yes cool cool no yeah i I, um i have been like spread kind of thin and i haven't really kept my finger on the pulse of what's going on on cardano once in a while i'll pick i'll check out you know cnft tools and of course you know ape society number one every single damn time with everything and um i checked in on their their catalyst proposal and I was like, okay, good. This is who you want building stuff on your blockchain, right? And then I, I'm like, wait a minute. I got, I had you, I think you were in the space. I was like, wait a minute. I talked to that guy a long time ago and I found the DM and that's, I'm like, oh, we got to, we got to definitely do this space because tokenized real world assets is, was one of our best conversations that we had on these spaces, but it was different. It wasn't NFT based. It was fungible token based, but now you're implementing both, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly that. And I'm happy that you came back for it because a lot of stuff has happened since then. Uh, I I announced it earlier today, but just some updates for in in general to have that conversation about tokenizing. Sure. sure. Um, We are also branching out internationally. So I've already purchased currently uh, I own $100,000 worth of land in Belize um, for Ambergris K, one of the islands off the short, off the coast for uh, the short-term portion of our business. So whimsy will only not be just long-term rentals, but also short-term rentals and vacation stays. So there's going to be a lot of investments in different directions and we're already starting off, um, in that path as well. Yeah. That Maria, you're going to have a place to stay when you, uh, 
go to your next um, <laughs> NFT conference. I wasn't expecting less, yo. I wasn't expecting less. But I, I wanted to add also what you were talking about your community um, that you want them to be involved. Like, I think actually at the end is the best scenario in your case as well, because it's like a win-win space, right? They are really interested in real estate as well. They can learn from each other and maybe even find opportunities out there. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm seeing Comet here in the stage. Uh, Comet, it is a market place from a polygon ecosystem i'm not sure we have the matic man behind the account i don't know if you want to ask any question or share anything please feel free hey maria i saw uh wolfman has sent an invitation out saw you in here and i saw cosmos joe in here my first introduction to the cosmos community really was in a space back in january with joe and i met wolfman and formed some other friendships i just wanted to come in and say hello Love what you guys are discussing here. And thank you for the Cosmos crowd being so welcoming. And yeah, some great projects here. Love you guys. I definitely remember your voice, but you were on a different account back then. Yeah, I was I was at the Matic Man. This is the Matic Man. So yeah, I'm I'm working with you. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, good to have you, man. Yeah, feel free. Ask ask away. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, go go I, ahead, Tony. Yeah, these IRL benefits for nft collections i think this is the meta that people are wanting more than just pfps now just the art's so important but any irl benefits utilities that can be added i think that's the meta now absolutely agree i'm more with this market really glad to have you here uh, really glad that you you know you're already experiencing the love from cosmos we are allowed we're coming also to polygon and it's really exciting time for sure i'm gonna let you to continue because i know he has a lot of questions so go go and bright shine, yeah. oh, shine. Actually, i'm curious if, if polygon has anything like this right now Cardano's, you know, they have a lot of projects, right? So then a lot of the projects have been building for a long time, but curious if, if you guys have anything that parallels this and if there's um, a big contingent in the Polygon community that might be interested in checking out other chains, because usually Polygon's used to projects going there, but there's lots of good stuff on other chains as well. Just curious, because you do have your, uh, you do have, you're very in tune with the community, let's say over there. Hey, Joe, I, I really think that, you know, I, I'm the Matic man. I bleed purple, polygon purple, but the future is multi-chain. One of the reasons I was so bullish on Wolfman and what he's building with ONFT is because it's a multi-chain platform. And there's a big move right now on Polygon, uh, not just to have projects coming to Polygon, but for us to integrate with other blockchains. In fact, I'm getting ready to start a, a weekly space with Solana people, call it the PolySoul space i think you know we don't need tribalism uh we don't need to be maxis when if you know I, I mentioned in a space joe a few days ago i think wolfman was there like in in web3 blockchain we're all in this together and the enemy is not the other blockchains the enemy's the bear market and you know fud and and sometimes even you know governmental regulations and what do they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend and so, yeah, we're not enemies. We're here. We're in this thing together. We need to work together, explore synergies. And yeah, I'm excited. Definitely looking for opportunities for Polygon to branch out and work with other chains. Curious if, uh, Eddie, if you've, if you've thought about 
making your platform, you know, at least the uh, the front end cross chain to, you know, a couple a year or two down the road once it gets kicked off to just integrate more wallets than just what's on Cardano. Like kind of we see Magic Eden doing, right? Magic Eden's got their their Solana, their Polygon, their ETH, and also the Bitcoin inscriptions. Just curious. <clears throat> yeah, so that's always been the. Remember, I I, I wasn't even going to market that it was Cardano. It's just whimsy real estate platform. The way that we're going about it is you can bring anything to the table. USD is an option through Plaid, um, but my developer is well known in the space, and he's he's uh, constantly telling me EVM, EVM. So there, you know, you will be able to use USDC. You will be able to bring in other tokens. Um, my other advisor, also friend. He, he constantly tells me, come to Polygon, man. I'll get you more money. They'll invest in you. And I was like, okay. So there, there, is, there is conversations already being had. I'm trying to make sure I slow them down because we need to make sure we have one good foundation and grounding first before we start adding on more. But the plan was always to be multi-chain and to be able to, and this is why it's going to take a little longer. I'm not doing it like a general um, multi-chain, like I accept your currency and we move forward. It's going to need to be done right. And that means that we're going to have to bridge so as tokens are minted on properties, tokens need to be able to be transferable between different chains. So these bridges are going to be necessary if you purchase an XRP, or if you purchase in Stellar, if you purchase in whatever, maybe Matic, maybe USDC. Um, you can purchase and it'll be minted on Cardano first. But if there's ever a need to transition to a blockchain to prove that you own something, because these are assets, these are shares of properties that are, are real in existence, um, Let's say your country bans Cardano. I can't steal your shares away from you. But being able to bridge them over and convert them to another blockchain should be possible um, in the way that the world works. And actually, we were wondering as well if you guys at Common, you are planning maybe to add like different ecosystem once, you know, like you have everything ready and prepared like Magic Eden has at the moment, as, men as you mentioned, like they have ordinals, they have as well, like Solana. Are, are you guys thinking about that like in the future? Uh, as in like from the art perspective with Platypus Cyberpunks? No, actually, it was uh, asking to comment, sorry. To comment here in the stage. Comment. I think that was your question. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm sorry. We... I had a okay. call. I apologize. I was. I had a quick call. I'm sorry. What was the question? I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Don't you know what is? We were wondering, like, if maybe you guys at Comment were thinking about to add as well, like, different um, ecosystem, a part of Polygon. You know, like like Magic Eden has, like Ordinals and Solana and so on, if maybe there is something that you guys have it in your future plans? Definitely. Actually, Comet started on Ethereum, and we actually added Polygon, you know, after that. And we are also in talks with Solana. We definitely want to be multi-chain. In fact, I envision a day when it's open to all chains. And so, yeah, that's definitely the future for Comet. That's awesome. We love to hear that, guys. Uh, Yo, do you have any more questions? I have one more question uh, I saved for the end, but this is a good conversation. I really like hearing about the uh, the real world, you know, perks, benefits, businesses that NFTs give people access to regardless of where they're at. So overall, this conversation for me was, like want, again, one of the best to topics to talk about with NFTs. But I'm sure I'm sure 
you've been asked this before. What about your your traditional competitors, whether it be Pier Street, Funrise, Fun That Flip? They do something similar, but do you offer anything aside from the access via crypto that's maybe more streamlined, cuts out some of the friction, or maybe eliminates some of the uh, some of the fees? So they are on our list of competitors. So with things like Funrise, you have to be an accredited investor more or less to use it. So you have to go through background check. You have to be verified. We're going through Regulation A. So you don't, that's one thing. That's going to allow anybody to invest and to to come into the table. Uh, There's other competitors like uh, Arrived Homes and Here.co. Those ones are more or less like we're going to be very similar to their solutions. But the best part about real estate is it's not going to be, hey, this platform is better or this offering is better. It's going to be who has the better opportunity who has the better property, who has the thing that I'm more in line with, right? Being able to have residential properties and have long-term rentals, that's pretty much the name of the game. Arrived Homes has a great option, but they do something that is more uh, aligned to annualized returns. So you're going to have to wait a while. And the way that they calculate it is if you put $1,000 in, by the end of the year, you probably made 400 bucks uh, for a 4% return, where we uh, depending on how much shares you own, you're going to be being able to make a dollar or two dollars or a thousand dollars, depending on your ownership, month to month, uh, and being able to accept that in a form of crypto or being able to accept that in USD. Uh, that gives you the flexibility of not only using blockchain but also putting things into real life, uh, having that directly go to your bank account. Now, yeah, are the competitors out there? Hundred percent. Are we going to be offering more or less the same thing? Absolutely. The difference is, is we are starting off with a much bigger community because of the NFT project. Whimsy will be kind of like starting off not from the ground zero, but starting off with a good user base. And from there, as we acquire more and more properties and we scale up further, uh, we're just the plans that we got are to add on more and more and more. The direction that we're going with is Whimsy is just the first step. It's the foundational step to gain properties, to gain locations, to uh, uh, you know bring it over to when we start talking about short-term rentals, bring it over to when we can take these tokens and do things like lending or being able to give people the ability to leverage these tokens in a much more simple, direct way across individuals instead of having to get an institution or a bank involved. Uh, the benefit of putting this on a blockchain or crypto is, again, self-custody, being able to take the bank out of the equation and give people the right to make their own choices. I think that's where we're going to really beat them um, in the in this game. I mean, I mean, that's a good answer. And plus, you know, with the plans to go cross chain, you do eliminate some of that some of that risk, right? For people that maybe are a little hesitant to use crypto for this specific use case, or maybe have never used crypto before. In the meantime, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the UI UXs will only, will only improve. So I think the, um, the fact that you let people come in for such a low number without having to be an accredited investor or just, you know, maybe a thousand dollar minimum, um, or $10,000 minimum purchase, I think that is appealing. So I appreciate you answering that question. Here's a, I do want to give a little bit more context on that. Uh, remember how sure. I brought up earlier um, the the big on-ramp moment where we're probably going to get a lot more volume? If you own these assets as tokens, and mind you, these will be on a custodial wallet. We do have to hold them in platform until we have the the oracles and, and the sidechain and all that stuff created so we can, we can track it appropriately. Um, but 
in the in, in let's let's say you're a user who's never used crypto before, but you own these tokens, and we want to get in, and you want to you want to lend them out for zero risk lending because these tokens have properties that have tenants who make money. So you can say these tokens generate an X amount of money, so you can loan against that. You're not going to be able to do that with USD, so you're going to have to bridge over to crypto. You're going to have to open up a wallet. This is this is the incentive to get into the ecosystem. So that onboarding is going to be a light switch from the moment that we offer certain features and certain options. So it's going to be a very interesting day when that comes. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. I mean, that it it is going to be interesting. And you see, uh, just like from the last market cycle, right? We're like, okay, we have DEXs, great. And then we're like, oh, we have NFT marketplaces. Okay, that's cool. Now that there are businesses building based on blockchain technology, there's going to be kind of niche use cases and the demand and, and like the need to build out stuff that wasn't imagined during the last cycle when people were just, you know, Oh, look, there's Uniswap. Great. Here's uh open Wonderful. So uh, it, it, it's good to hear. And again, for the people that are very optimistic for blockchain, just pr- proliferation and adoption. Well, here's a business building uh, a business, the, you know, as old as time now building on blockchain is pretty, is pretty wild. Absolutely. I think we have like a really, really great space. It's crazy. We always have great space around this topic. And it's really impressive what you guys are building. I want to give you the mic, the mic on the stage. If you want to share something specific that maybe the audience needs to keep an eye, you know, in the, <laughs> yo, yes or no, in the upcoming sorry. In the upcoming days, like what is the big news that people need to, you know, to keep an eye on you guys? Next week. Oh, sorry. I'll just preface this. Big announcement. Put your volumes up if you're listening. And if you're listening to the recording, uh, keep listening. Uh, next week, staking starts. Get your, get your wallets together. Get your platties together. Things are going to get live. Paddle Gang is already tested. Beta tested and alpha tested the platform. It is useful. It is functional, and it's going live next week. That is the first. That's the first start of the staking. And Whimsy will be coming out with the plat with the website. Also next week, right before NFT XLV, it won't be the full platform, but you will get to see some opportunities before they go live. Uh, You're going to be able to get the information. You're going to be able to learn a little bit. You're going to be able to read through some of the articles and documentation that we have, so you can get familiarized with how we do it, why we do it, and why it's legal. And I appreciate all your guys' time. Let's hope, uh, let's have a crazy awesome NFT XLV next week. And I uh, hope to see some of you in person. Nice. And if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you up in the DMs about the NFT conference that I'm part of as well. And uh, maybe we'll be able to work something out and get some, uh, get some representation from Cardano over there. That'd be awesome. Love it. Take it easy. And thanks, everyone. Maria, thanks for uh, setting this up. And also thanks to Matic Man for joining us. It's been a while, but good to hear from you. Um, Next week, we'll have another one of these. So hope to see most of you guys come back. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us in another NFT Happy Hour show. 
Remember every Friday, 6 p.m. EST, unless the guests, you know, like cannot make it to our usual time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for all the information that you bring, guys. Like really amazing. Um, yeah, see you next week, guys. Have a great rest of your day over there. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before Discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality Stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns white knighting all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Eats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.